What's going on, people? You are locked into another episode of Meg Talks, the people's platform home to queer POC millennial conversation. Listen, manners and respect if you're locked in for the first episode. Listen, I'm your people, we're your community, we're your gang we're your team, I'm your new best friend. And love, 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 love if you're locked in for another episode. You know, support means absolutely everything to me. You can tune into every single episode on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, um, Anchor. And if you just, if you don't know where to find us, just search them up in Google, Meg Talks, and it will all come up. Um, go check out my Instagram page, that's Meg Talks Online, and make sure you go over and click follow. Yeah? Nice. But anyways, peoples, I am here with lyricist, artist sensation, a genuine personal top favourite of mine, Shauna Keynes in the Ross Clark building. People, I beg you, show me some love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, family? Yeah, everything's going on right now, man. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get in and, and talk and just be in the moment. Like, I've been waiting for this for a long time, can't lie. Yeah, listen, peeps, I'm going to do a little intro as to how Shana came on my radar. Mm. And then you know what we do best, we get into the conversation, we get into the deep. So I, you crossed my, my horizon, mm. Catford Pride. Okay. So that was, I think, in the month of June, so June 2022. Yeah. Um, and before that, well, honestly, I'd never heard of you. There was no, do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my brethren, um, shout out Icicle, um, featured on, I think it was episode 33. Um, said, yo, Meg, come down. We're going to be hosting a local pride. It's not too far from me. So I thought, even just out of respect for my brethren, we go and support the mm. thing and go and see what it's about. But equally, a few of my friends, we can just have a day out. Yeah. So um, we were there from the daytime doing a little social thing. There were lots of stalls, fates, um, very much a family vibe. Then like, what I knew was a later <laughs> is when the musicians are coming out. So I said, all right, listen, ain't going to take me too long to get home. Let me just vibe out. So um, a couple of artists have gone, um, come through, but me and my brother are still chopping it up at the, at the front entrance talking. You know how it yeah, gets yeah, sometimes. Yeah. The vibe's just in convo, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. then... Um, Someone said, oh, Shauna King's coming on this and the third. And I'm like, that didn't mean anything to me because I had not heard that name. Mm. So anyway, my was like, come through, you're going to like this. So I've come through now and I'm typical. I'm just lurking at the back, mm. you know. And then I think it was, um, I think it must have been The Crowd. One of the first tracks that you um, performed was The Crowd, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I think it and was. And it was, um, it's the, me, I love an instrument or I love the beat. And I just yeah. heard certain little tap, tap. Yeah. And I said, hold on a minute. I said, wait, 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 wait. What? And yeah. then, and then, um, and then it was the drop. Because I swear that's the tune is, um, they say I'm too nice with it. Yeah. But let me go deeper. I said, Jeez. wait, hold on a minute. I said, no, 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 no. The way you jumped on that beat, the drop. Yeah. Because I lost my <laughs> mind. I said, no, this, these times that I've left the whole squad and I'm, a, I'm at the front, I'm at the front of the, yeah. at the, front of the stage. Kazi, there's me videos energy. of me, there's pe videos of me grooving out. And I said, no, this is actually sick. Love, man. And then, love, um, love. so there was that. Then you did Surface. Is it called the Surface? Yeah, Surface. 
that song hit me like a ton of bricks mm. because there are so many points that you cover that I'm like, yeah. And anyone that knows my hustle, I got serious with my career. Mm. From, I've always worked. I've worked since. I started really patterning when I was about seven, but then really started hustling when I got to about 14, 15. Yeah. And then from about 23, that was career time. And I just patterned. And everybody knows I made some serious compromises and sacrifices. So when you're talking about you deserve this. Mm. I came from a background where we was told that we weren't really going to bust through. We don't um, deserve nothing, do you get me? Right. Yeah. We, we deserve what we're given. Mm. Right? Mm. So, um, and there's, if you want it, don't ever let it slip away. Mm. And for me, that resonates because I've achieved one of my lifetime goals. Do people them know this already? Yeah. And it's like, I, I hit a season where I didn't have no motivation because there weren't nothing driving me because I got what I wanted to get. Do you understand where I'm yeah, coming from? 1, so 000. it's quite easy to let things slip now because you ain't got nothing to strive for. And even, I was talking to um, Styles, what, not even an hour ago about this. Mm. And I said, there was, yesterday I didn't want to go to work, fam. Listen, let me tell you that the people were people in, you know when they're getting on your last nerve and I woke up and said, I don't know mm. if I'm gonna be able to hold this together. If someone moves a bit left, it might get a bit wayward in here. Yeah. But, um, there was a bar when you was talking about, I'm not a quitter. I don't quit or something like this, yeah? And I said, shit. I was triggered, I said, uh -oh. shit. The way my spirit <laughs> levitated out of that bed so quick, I said, don't, don't let this slip away, mate. Oh, don't man. let this slip away. You've worked for it, you've earned it. These people, don't let someone else push you out of position. You understand? So I, I had to start with that because cause I met you at this cat for pride and the musics mm. were resonating with me. Thank you. And then, me and my brother decided, yeah, we're going to go People's Day, another little local motive. Mm. And I knew Novelist was going to be playing. That yeah. was the only artist that I knew on he the He was lineup. a headline. He was a headline. Yeah, yeah, that was the only person that I knew on um, the marketing. So I'm in the crowd now, and there's a <laughs> DJ on dropping some... Um, Ah, penis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get me vibes. Business. Mm -mm. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, vibes are going on. Then... Charla's on stage now. I was like, shout out for Sharna Kane. I said, ah. me yeah. and my girl looked at each other. And my girl was <laughs> looking at me like, makes about to pop <laughs> the ras off because we've been thumping the tunes. And we knew that 12th of July mm. was a big moment. Yeah. So we was behind it like, yeah. Yeah. So then now I saw how, well, I'm going to get into what happened in that moment at People's Day? Because I think you had mm. a real moment there. From yeah. being in the crowd, I could see certain things. Yeah. Fam, it was so lit. Mm. And imagine now, when Seesaw come on, my head's gone. <laughs> my, I'm gone now. And then I'm barring bar for bar. And then someone next to me said to me, oh, I, who, who's this guy? I said, it's a girl, fam. Hey. I said, this is Charlotte. I said, give me your phone. I said, let me pull up the Instagram. I love that. Patterned it. And I said, Stay tuned to this platform here, make mm. talks. Shana will be here mm. soon. So that was my entry point. It's a very recent entry point, but you can tell I'm passionate. Yeah, because it can just tell. connects. From being in the room, even from talking to you, I remember when you popped up on the gram and it was like, it was proper authentic. That's, that's what I remember. It weren't like, you know, I get messages all the time. People yeah. like, yeah, let me promote your stuff or yeah, come down, have a chat and all of this. And it's like, I don't really want to work with everyone. I'm not that kind of artist that just wants to be there to be there. I want to do things that 
inspire me. Do you get me? And the way you received my music before even knowing this whole little backstory, I was, I felt, I felt rich. Like I felt like a millionaire. I felt like, wow, this is really, this is hitting. This is residing. This person can feel where I'm going. They, they are clear on my direction and they're coming with me. Mm. And that's what, that's what made me want to just come down and, and yeah, chop it up, man. Yeah. yeah, Sick. It's always a blessing um, when I get to spend time with people that I rock with mm. um, for whatever it is. And this podcast, it, it's only people that I fuck with. And it's mm. people that I don't even know. Some of the people I don't even know. But it's like it, there was a moment in time where I experienced something where I'm like, I need to understand yeah. who this person is and the backstory behind that moment when mm. I first digested what it was that you were putting out there. So, you know, yeah. peeps, that's how we've ended up here. So, like, let's just kick off with... 2022 because yeah because you have been hetero visible i've seen you down <laughs> at white people pride yeah i see you down at catford pride i've seen you down at people's day but i've seen um on your instagram yeah you've been outside so like, just talk out. us through like what you've been doing this side of the year um so basically um i put out obviously seesaw on the 12th of july but like the 12th of june i just decided that do you know what if i don't put this out i'm never gonna put it out so I really wanted to do shows and stuff, but I didn't really want to go out with old material. So I thought, you know what, man? Obviously, lockdown and stuff has been hard for everyone. And I realised I've literally got to just jump off the cliff and build my landing on the way down. Mm -hmm. So I basically did that. And since I dropped the tape, or even before the tape, I remember putting out um, like just a few sort of like announcements. Yo, guys, I'm doing this. Just to see, like, you know, like you ain't been out for a while. You're not sure if everyone's even still locked into what you're doing or if, if they even care. Mm. Um, and I did that and I think from there, it was like the universe realized that my portal was just open and I was there and I was ready and I was present and I was willing to do whatever it takes to get myself back on the stage. And I did a headline show um, in Amersham on the 12th of June. And to be real, my EP weren't even built at that time. Mm. I literally just went out with it rough mixed, rough mastered. And I thought, you know, I just want to see what the crowd's saying. I want to see what the reception is. Are people responding? Like, I don't, I, I didn't even know. Like, honestly, I was just lost. I just thought, let me just try. And I did it. And from the headline show, I just started getting booked and booked and booked. And it was paid bookings. And it was yeah. like, wow, this is, I'm actually at the top of the seesaw right now. And I don't think I've come down. Uh, listen, Jaja, Jaja God, <laughs> make sure I understand at the top of this seesaw because... Rastafari thing, yeah. You, you... I was saying this to my babes. Mm. I said, this is the first time that I'm seeing a mass presenting black UK mm. person. Mm. And in my heart, I'm like, oh, this could blow. Mm. Like, I felt, I, I felt and feel like I'm on the, I'm watching something on a cusp here. Yeah. And... Interesting you use the analogy of a seesaw, right? Because there's that balance. Mm. And I feel like I've just seen the balance go off and it's like, boom! Yeah. And I'm like, if if there's a way of you being able to sustain what you're doing and keep your finger on that button, it's going to be a very interesting mm. um, journey beyond this season. Thousand percent. I'm trying to obviously go global. Like, that's that's really what I'm trying to do. But I'm also, like, I wanted to come in with the message I wanted people to know what I represent. I didn't want people to, you know, be guessing. I wanted them to be clear. Um, the seesaw obviously is 
hugely based on mental health and, you know, my ups and downs and, you know, seesaw is so important for me because it's like, as a child, when I was on a seesaw, I would go up and down and I wouldn't really be scared of going down because I could use my two feet to propel me back up again. Mm -hmm. And then when I was up, I wouldn't be scared of being up that high because I know that I got myself there. And I think that that is, that is life's ups and downs, I guess. I, I guess not only ups and downs, I think it's more, you know, what, what you see in the past, do you get me? Or what you see in your Hold future. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Wait. Yes, it's crazy. It's a play on words. It's a play on words, man. Do you know what my daddy used to say to me? It's a play on words. What you saw yeah. is what you're going to see. And it's kind of this same... Same thing. So I, used, I basically used what I saw in my past to create what I can see in my future. And mm. that is the seesaw. And if I, if I stay with that mentality of, you know what? Everything that's happening to me is happening for a reason. And it's all part of the seesaw. And don't be worried about the lows because you're going to go back up. When you're at the lowest, you can only go back up. Mm -hmm. And when you're at your highest, be mindful because you can go back down. So yeah. just stay present and like really enjoy it, man. Enjoy the seesaw. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, amen to that, you know. So yeah, man. we're going to get into kind of the artist side of things, you know, mm. just to kind of unpack it. So... Like I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I'm a absolute fan of Black British culture mm. in general across the board. I think we're doing amazing things. Facts. Um, and for me, there, there's a big question. There's, there's this under, uh, undertone conversation around, quote unquote, female rappers, mm. right? And so you've got the likes of No Lay, mm. Lady Leisha, um, Lioness, yeah, who are for me, found real founders in kind of foundations, old, old, old school when I was a teenager. 1000%. Um, and then you've got the likes of, for example, like Ivory and Doll, mm -hmm. who's much, who's I think stylistically reflects the timing that we're in yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and you've got everyone in between, right? Yeah. So there's this, there's this, there's this, we've got Paige Cakey as well. Can't Pagey forget, Cakey, yeah. can't forget. Yeah. Um, we'll get into some of those artists, yeah, we'll do yeah, some yeah, shout outs yeah. for real. Um, but with that being said, you know, how do you want to be perceived and received? Because a lot of uh, female rappers, quote unquote, they're like, I just want to be known as a rapper. Mm. Why does female need to come into it? Because you don't apply that same rationale to men. Yeah. You know, so do you want to be seen as a female rapper or a black LGBT female rapper, or a black female rapper? How do you want to be perceived? Um, I don't really like boxes or like labels. Um, obviously, my brand will sort of get into that as well later. But um. I just want to be an artist. Um, reason why is because this is my art. Like I might rap one day, I might sing one day, I might do poetry the next day, I might come out with a painting that I've drawn while I was spitting some bars and I just used a brush and you know put strokes on a page. I might have some clothing that I designed when I was in my room one day and you know the music weren't working. I just want to be an artist and I don't want to be known as a you know, one thing or yeah, you're that female rapper, you're LGBT. Like I don't, I don't really like brackets, man. I do everything I can to stand outside the box. If everyone's going left, I'm going right. Mm. So yeah, I do, I think everything in my power to stay authentic. And obviously I don't use profanities. I don't swear, but I'm on drill. So mm -hmm. that's already like, wow, that's, I don't really know anyone that's doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that because I think mm. it's, I've always been a uh, kind of go against the grain person. Yeah, for whatever reason. For and I think it's probably 
the things that are least known about or undiscovered are more intriguing to me. So I'm like, oh, what's mm. that? And and then I find the gem. And because it's usually like a, it's not a mass um, experience. I'm experiencing it with me or maybe a few people. I feel it more. Mm. Do you see what you I'm do, because you're inspired more, aren't you? Right. Like, and and, and yeah. I, so I can understand when we apply a similar logic to, I just want to be free to make, to do what I do and do it best without that. Because I think as soon as you start to, heads into those boxes. You stay there and you get stuck there. Yeah. yeah, I want to be at Glastonbury doing whatever stage there is. Do you know what I mean? I don't mm. want to be typecasted. Um, I think obviously for me, as a black female, I've been in so many boxes um, and stuck there, you know? And I want to create a way where people coming in the next generation, younger people, they look at me and think, wow, like, yeah, she done that. Like, that's... That's iconic. All the icons, they, they went against the grain. So, yeah, I'm trying to be one of them. Uh, it sounds like your where your mindset is right now, and I mm. could be wrong here, but I feel like you're at your peak of yeah. where of, <laughs> of your own personal journey. Like, you're at the absolute peak right now. So, like, yeah. who are you right now in this season? Who is Shana Kane? I'm happy, man. I'm content. I'm, I'm proud of myself. I've overcome a lot. Again, like the mental health, I don't even think we'll have enough time to, to go into how, how much mental health is so important to me. Like it's, it's everything. I think it's how I start to feel like a millionaire um, when I'm impacting people who suffer with their mental health. And it's that, it's that split second of, you know, um, destruction. I want to reach those kind of people that are, you know, they're about to, do something silly maybe or make a mad decision and something within my music gives them you know what you said to me at the start like oh, I just jumped out of my bed I was I was like no I've got I can't quit I've got that's that's actually what I live for so me right now I'm impacting a lot of people around me I'm getting a lot of attention my socials are doing really well people are inviting me places I'm getting paid to be in places and it's like I can't complain right now. Right now, I'm at the top of the seesaw. That's actually how I can put it. Mm. And yeah. like, in terms of like your priorities right now, what's mm. the priority for you? It's just to keep making music, mm. um, to really understand the art, um, to use it as my my mode of tr transport. You know, I, I want to use the music to move me to different aspects of my life and also stay open-minded. I don't want to get too... You know, because the music industry is really hard. Um, I've been in the industry for a long time. Um, yeah, and I, I just wanna, I just wanna stay open-minded, man, and represent everything black. I'm just, I'm here uh, for everything black. Just on that, yeah. You, again, my partner is pro-black. Mm. Pro, listen <laughs> to the absolute max. And I remember you bopped out on stage and said, listen, I'm not racist, but I'm just here for my black people. Listen, I said, <laughs> I said to myself, the audacity yeah. is sensational. Yeah. Like, it's very clear about, mm. it's very clear what's important to you musically and how you're channeling that music. But I just wanted to touch on that because I remember yeah. you saying that and I was thinking to myself, listen, this person got some fucking cojones. Yeah, some big, big ones. To, to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what? In that time, when I was looking around, because I was around some white people, it was like, they got it, though. Mm. They understood that mm. it's all right for black people to want to talk to black people yeah. within a space where it's diverse. Everybody can take it in, but this message is specifically for black X, people. Y, and Z. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, like, yeah. in terms of, like, your, you, you've mentioned how important mental health is for you and so on. Yeah. So, like, 
How, what are the indicators right now that your mental health is in a good space? How do you know that? Um, I'm open in terms of like my communication. Like I'm not, I'm not closed off to speaking to people and, you know, letting them know exactly how I feel, which is obviously the first indication of, you know, I want to keep my thoughts to myself. And that's where it becomes slightly destructive because it's me against me. I don't get to have the opinion of someone else. Mm. Um, also just, I think my whole aura, my energy, the time I wake up in the morning, keeping my room clean, you know, being out there and not being anxious to be around people. That's that's also a thing, like for me, I used to have panic attacks and stuff when I was out. Mm. That's something that obviously I'm working on at the moment, being on stage, just throwing myself out there. Like actually being on stage isn't something that I would choose to get up and do, but I know I have to do it because that's how my music's gonna Mm. go worldwide you know what I mean and it's like it is like work it is like the gym it's like these things that you don't want to do but you push yourself through it and I think that's when don't want to get deep in terms of endorphins and things like that but that's but let's get deep yeah man that's that's when I feel I don't know I just feel elated I feel like the universe can hear me I can hear the universe um I'm closer to God I'm just closer to my higher self and mm. that's how I know yeah that's how I know that I'm I'm doing all right in terms of my mind. Mm -hmm. When those things stop or fade, that's when obviously I think that's clear indicators that maybe something's not, something's not right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, peeps, this is, you know when people say learn yourself, study mm. yourself, understand yourself. I think sometimes them terms can be thrown around a little bit loosely Key. or they, or it is, or it is what it is, but they're not explaining. There's not the explanation and the detail mm. to help people who don't necessarily understand that school of thought to help mm. them actually get into it in a meaningful way and 1, it's it was like when I was talking to Styles about what it means to be an introvert mm. and how you have to learn that for yourself and I think it's similar here with your mental health like it was mm. so interesting that you said about being open yeah. and not wanting to keep yourself to yourself because when I can naturally be quite introverted mm. right and it gets worse Mm. The more pressure, stress, or whatever it is, it's like cause I don't I, my mind is so loud right now mm. that I'm trying to turn the volume down on society to try and get to a point where I can turn the volume down in my own mind. Mm. Do you get me? So I, I, yeah, I really I resonate feel, you know, with that a lot. <laughs> so I feel like people, mm. you know, this this thing around mental health, it's a big topic. You know, it's broad, but Massive. there are so many um, finite nuances within that mm. that I think that. If you can tap into that frequency, you'll understand when you're in a good space and Facts. when you're kind of slipping out of that. Facts. I, I believe that like happiness is is a mind state. Mm -hmm. You know, I read like like books and things like that that always tell me that you know when you can create that that feeling of happiness within yourself, within your own mind, you've conquered the world because you don't need the you know the big car to be happy or the mm -hmm. the big watch or the big chain or five holidays a year. You can create that by going to the park, sitting on a piece of grass and looking at the trees and the way they move and realising, wow, I can actually move like that tree as well and I'm permanent like the tree and I'm here and I exist and I'm I'm called. I'm, there's a reason that I'm here. There's 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 loads of things that I just feel nature, it just, it, it gives me so much. I just feel so rich with basically nothing. That thing around nature is powerful. I, I'd mm. say, you know, if you're in a difficult headspace or you're you're trapped, you're you're um you're that struggling. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Get outside. Get mm. just get outside. And I mean, when I say outside, try get around 
fresh water, running mm. water, try to get around trees that are bigger than you and environments that are bigger than you. Because I think when you get around woodlands, it makes you realise how small you are mm -hmm. in contrast to the things in the world. And it's not small as in your value or whatever it might be, but it puts it in perspective. Because yeah. sometimes we centre our, the world around us. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Where we are a component amongst other many other living organisms. And once you understand that we're all connected... <laughs> and that we're all transmitting energy and frequency. Listen, mm. it's a different and it's a different feeling. Different and I think world. you can experience that just being in nature. Hundred percent. And what what you said in terms of how small we are mm. and how big everything else is, I think we could tap that back into our problems. Sometimes our problems seem so big, and it's like actually when you get out in nature, you realize ah, oh, this is just this is so small in comparison to my potential. Mm. You know, and I think that's Ooh. that's key. Like my issues, scoping your putting that's that's actually an interesting school of thought that I've not dwelled on. Looking at your issues in contrast to your potential. Mm. The thing is, your potential is, is um, infinite. Yeah, right. that's the word. Yeah, that's exactly it it, it, it. it never stops. And the more you try different things and open up yourself and you're actually developing your potential because your mind is expanding and you've got 100%. more points of reference. 100%. Do you feel me? So, yeah. like, who was Shauna Kane at age 12? Shauna Kane actually wasn't Shauna Kane. Mm -hmm. um, Shauna Kane was sloozy mm -hmm. at age 12. I'm going to take the glasses off now, mm -hmm. like, for the, for the sloozy part because mm -hmm. this is going actually back into who I was before I became Shauna Kane. So, sloozy was um, a rapper, a female rapper, Again, bringing in the female rapper because I was happy to be in a box. I was happy to just do whatever I can to be seen. Um, I was quite timid. Um, I played football. I played football all of my life. Um, I think I played for AFC Wimbledon at that time, um, around 12, 13. And yeah, I was just doing grime, strictly grime. No melodies, no nothing. Just I wanted to spit. I wanted to just annihilate anyone in my way I was angry aggressive um yeah I was lost I was sloozy and I was lost mm. yeah mm. that's who I was at 12 yeah and I guess what were what were like the key influences when you was around 12 what were the kind of things that was influencing you um so obviously I grew up on the block um big up the block I what think it North so south South London, okay. yeah. Um, the blocks, yeah, man. The block just—I think the block made me, man. I know, like everyone always talks down on, oh, you grew up on a council estate and all of that. It made me. Um, I was surrounded by, you know, the drug dealers, the musicians, the footballers, um, the the gang culture, um, post Cold War, mm. um, you name it, man. We had it, like the the crackheads. You know, the less fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was around everything and I weren't, I weren't hidden from anything, which is what I really respect my parents for, um, letting me see the world so that I can make rational decisions, obviously, growing up. But at 12, no, I had no idea. I just, I knew that I needed to matter and I needed to, I needed to count. I needed to be a part of whatever was going on. Um so yeah, I just became that aggressive person to fit in with my environment because I think if I didn't, I would have been a victim. Mate, even at 12, mm. it sounded like you 
there was a fire lit under your soul. Mm. Because for me, I grew up in South. I didn't grow up on the block. I grew up in... Um, I think most people who would live on the block would come to my area. That they're like, rah, mm. what is this? <laughs> but, okay. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Mm. But I say to you, I'm not from the block, but I'm from the ends. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, my family, it's a complex web of mm. experiences and people. And my day-to-day experience of being at home was a silo. Do you understand? Mm. So when I stepped out of home now, it's real life again. It's real life again. Do you understand? And I understood that the... My experience of my area growing up in mm. South was different to my mum's. It's a different time, but also she grew up in a different part of South. She's Southwest, South, Southeast. Mm. And those post-Cold Wars, happy slapping. <laughs> it, listen, outside was real life. Happy it's slapping. Real, and the thing is, I was from an age where you might not even have a phone. So you see when it got mm. on top now, who are you calling? No one. Unless you're with people, mm. it puts you in a very particular, uh, particularly vulnerable scenario. Thousands. So, um, it, do, you, do you understand? Yeah, and I thousand. actually tapped into, there was a bar that you drew, um, that you drew, I can't remember what song it was, and it was talking about 3210 mm. banging on the bus window. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. said, that was before we had music. Yeah. People sitting at the back of the bus. I remember <laughs> that 3210. I remember that. I, rem- I remember. That shows my age a bit still. I might have to what, change that bar. Listen, me, me, me and my girl were saying, I said, Ah, I mm. said, I know where you're coming from. But I said, because if you said to most people what a 3210 is, they wouldn't even translate it to a phone. Yeah. They would. They may not necessarily understand what that is. And I remember being on the back of the bus and then you got one beatbox or someone that's got <sighs> that. The and the, the vibration off, of the, off that window there was unique. You see Loved the back it. of the seat? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You understand? So <laughs> again, it's how that has influenced the way that we perceive music. And when you were talking mm. about Graham, I remember when Graham came through, socially it was technical because do you remember when they banned hoodies? Um, they, like you couldn't wear hoodies yeah, they inside said super, it was um, supermarkets. Gang affiliated, isn't it? Right. Yeah. They, it listen, yeah. you, see, you see Kevin and Karen in hoodies all day now, but there was a time where mm. hoodies were front-lined on the um, newspapers like The Sun and all of these things. Mm. This young hoodie, this everything, mm. everything crime related and negative related was attached to a hoodie. Yeah. Right. And um the association with hoodies and grime. Mm. And I remember being in the park, one person or two people might have a phone mm-hmm. and they got one track on the phone because that's all the memory that could <laughs> could the thing that could hold. Yeah. And everybody's jumping on a one rhythm. The leaf phone, remember the leaf phone? Jeez. The, the, the teeth. The teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 leaf. yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just bring these things up because when mm. you're saying these things, they it triggers me back to being in the end, being young, trying Facts. to do a thing. I remember I had my little thing. I remember when I tried to <laughs> when I found out I could somewhat rap. Mm. I didn't smoke, I never grew up in a house of smokers, whatever I did. Couple of my brothers smoking little things there. Mm. We're sitting down in what someone's room listening to um, DMX instrumentals, and I think it was um, <laughs> when it rains it pours. Yeah, that was the first instrumental, and I said to my friend, "Give me a talk of that." Mm. They're all looking at me like, "What? <laughs> you understand?" So I you said, want yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. So I've hit that now. Everybody's spitting. I'm just there. I open my mouth to start freestyling. Yeah. I can't write bars. I ain't never been able to write bars. But let me open my mouth and whatever. It was happening. Yeah. So I, I say this for maybe some of our younger listeners that have come into a space where YouTube and streaming was a thing, but before 
it was a very different scenario and we music didn't have meant that. something different to us. We yeah. had to make it. Yeah, we didn't have that. It was it was our expression. It was a way of communicating with people. I remember obviously I got my name Sluzy because the word like slew. Yeah. Oh, you got slewed back in the day because like, you know, like we couldn't really talk to each other and, and tell people our personal things. So I used to just rap about it. And if someone had upset me or, you know, done something that I didn't feel was fair, I would wait for the instrumental to go on and I would make sure they knew mm-hmm. that I didn't really like that. This is like where the concept <laughs> of things like diss tracks. Yeah. This is that. That's the clashes and that. Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Clashes, I, hold on. Let's go. Let's we listen. We have to go there. Then we <laughs> have to start talking about um, Jammer, mm-hmm. that infamous basement man had in East London. Yeah. We're talking about incarcerated. Yeah. Lord of the mics. Lord of the mics. Oh gosh. Legendary times. Them man are icons for me. That's that. That, was it. that is crazy. It. Titch, I can see you. You can see me. Yeah. What? Uh, listen, it was a different It was epic, time. though. It was epic, though, because I think that what people don't get into is the fact that, actually, now, the obviously, the crime rate's always been a bit iffy mm. because people don't like being disrespected in it. And I feel like, again, it's all, a, it's all a mental health sort of trickery that we get from the media, which I won't go too deep into because I don't like being too political. But, like, I feel like, actually, when you look at it, wasn't it a better way to, to handle things? Like, you, mm-hmm. you just you diss the man on the track and you meet up, you clash, and then it's done. Yeah. Like, no one carries it on. No one's trying to get stripes or no one's going to your ends and riding out. There was that happening, but these music, man, they were inspirational for us. Like, yeah. we, we, would, we would use that as, again, like, transportation to get across how we feel. That's, that's iconic. That why are we looking at it as a negative thing? It's it's actually not. It's like um <laughs> at now when you've got certain like um boxing um, boxing establishments which is um mm. put down the nice and pick up your fist. Yeah. And if you've got beef with someone, you can go and swing it out in the thing in now. In the ring. Do you know? And, and so it's for me that in twenty twenty two people are doing that, but that was the comparison at that, that time. Facts. You know, and I I hear you. Like my favorite. This is like hard because, like, on that Lords of the Mics, mm. I remember Bruiser, Bruiser, get me, mm. that's Bruiser. Like, I loved Bruiser because he was just so different. He tried something <laughs> different. I loved um, D Double, D Double E at that time. Mm. D Double was too out there for me, but it wasn't until I got a bit older that I, I said, oh. Yeah, he what. He's just on the track going, ooh, ooh, ooh. and every, like, everyone's going crazy because it's, again, memorable. Like, you can you can listen to it and be a part of it. Music is feeling, isn't it? Music yeah. is supposed to provoke feeling. Like, if I'm sad and I want to cry, I might listen to Adele, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just, like, bang it in the car and sing at the traffic light. And if I'm angry and, you know, I'm going to my friend's house and I've got some stuff to say, I might play gigs. It's a feeling. I think you like Bruiser and I like Bruiser because he used to bring out that anger in me and mm. I used to be able to rap the words and not have to go and punch man up. Mm. I would just say what he was saying, yeah, and I would feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I, I, when I'm thinking about bars, bars were quite expansive because you would have um, mm. like the streets. Yeah, oh my gosh. Let me get Lights into Kano and that. Like, in my eyes. Yeah, oh, oh my wow. God. Listen. Original pirate material. Yeah. Hey, he's not there. Lock yeah. in your aerial. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 love them lot. Do you love, know what I'm saying? Love, like there love, was there love. was quite a lot of variety. And even mm. when you think about and this is the other end of the spectrum. So like if you look at what Chip, mm. Tiny Temper, 
were doing. Mm, Titchy um, Strider. Titchy Strider. Listen, yeah. it, even N Dubs. Yeah, come on. Listen, as I'm a much fan, as it still, as, I'm as, a fan. That, <laughs> like, if you if people really understood what they did for the commercial nature of grime at that mm, time, mm-hmm. it was insane. Yeah, massive. Chip was in his uniform. Do you remember his first video was yeah, in massive. school in his uniform? Yeah. Same you know? as like get in comparison to like Britney Spears. When she did her, you know what I'm saying? For me, me baby, yeah, like I was time. able to. Uh, yeah. That's another thing that like, I've actually been able to always take one thing and 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 put it into something else or see something. Like I like going to art galleries and stuff and looking at art and understanding someone else's perspective of things. And it's like when I saw Chipmunk doing that, again, these are people who they look like us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're they're black people from where we're from, mm. and they're doing this, and we're watching that, and that is. It's inspiring. Do you know, I think this is where, do you know why I'm proud of this? Because mm. there's Generation Z that they've got this to come into because mm. when I was growing up, it was only American rap. Yeah. And you had, if we're going to think about um, black like rap musicians, so you would have had now things like um, North Star and then you would have had, um, who else? Shit, black Twang, mm. right? These are all British artists that haven't necessarily got the biggest of followings and they're not commercially that big. Mm. But in the end... Yeah, you know them. They're, they're, they're big. They're popping. Right. There was... there was um, What's the one um, that Mars was in? It escapes me. But yeah, it's like we were, we were taking in American content majority of the time because we mm. just didn't have that. But now there is an abundance... You know, a lot of when you speak to a lot of young people, a lot from the UK, London, mm, mm. a lot of their favorite artists are from the country. Yeah. Whereas for us, it wasn't it, like that. Yeah. It wasn't. So I love the fact that you're part of a movement that's creating this content where it mm. feels like us because them man there speak with accents. Yeah. And we, we can't even wrap the bars in our own accent without it sounding weird. Yeah. But now <laughs> we can. Do you know what I'm saying? We can yeah. talk up the things and that. And I, I, I love that. Um. But to kind of slip into a slightly different space now, because you spoke about mm. um, panic attacks and having mm. to work through that, the importance of mental health. So, like, what is it you have had to internally work through to get to your to get to this point in yourself as a musician? Um, yeah. So I I guess because I'm quite creative, um, my mind is always active. I'm always thinking of scenarios some of them are true and some of them are just so far from the truth but again I'm glad that we've got to this topic after we spoke about obviously where I grew up and the the things that I had to go through and you know I didn't miss the whole gang culture I was I was very much in it I'm not saying I'm a gang banger I've never been a part of a gang I was always able to get out of it because I did football and I was going away to Reading, mm. going away to, you know, Leicester to play against all of these these high professional teams. So I was able to escape it in that respect. But I've seen my friends like get hurt. Um I've witnessed I've witnessed a lot, you know, mm-hmm. like without being too triggering. Mm-hmm. Um I've I've my friends committed suicide and, you know, I've I've been through in my short space of life, I think that I've I've been through so much. Like my story is a never-ending story. I I'm I don't think I'm ever gonna run out of things to write about, especially if I base it off my life. But going back to the the mental health side of things, there are times when I'm I guess trapped in that 
mentality of, you know, maybe I'm not moving fast enough. Maybe I'm, this isn't for me. Maybe I'm going in the wrong direction. My life isn't set up the way, you know, my friend's life is. They're married with kids. They've got a husband. They've got, you know, also my sexuality. That's another thing that, like, you automatically just feel trapped in general. Like, you're, you're, you're against the grain. I was, I feel like I was born to go against the grain just because of my setup, my design, the things I like, mm. the way I am. Um, I don't fit in with all of my friends. They might want to, you know, go to a rave and get paralytically drunk and mm. take drugs. Whereas I might want to go to a jazz night and hear some poetry. And, you know, it's just about fitting in and not mm. fitting in. And will people accept me? And, you know, again, making my problems so big when really they're so small. And I'll try to always go around things. Like mm. I think that's where a lot of my mental health captured me. I try to go around things and I realize you have to go through it. Like you can't go yeah. around it. You have to just go through it. So yeah, I think being a creative is a gift and a curse. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it, you spoke on so many relatable things for mm. me as a person and you know many people that are tuning into this thing you know like mm. um i remember having a conversation abana was sitting exactly where you were sitting shout yeah. out to you abana and we were talking about feelings it was a very highly emotionally charged conversation mm. getting into it you mm. know and i remember coming across um landing a point of you can't flex on your feelings and what i meant by that mm. was exactly what you're saying you gotta go through it mm. there's no shortcut in this life and the shortcut is the longest route because try and know what's gonna happen is you're gonna get stuck at a roadblock or you're gonna have to go back around and finish the cycle properly it's whichever way do you get where i'm coming from and one has more uh positive outcomes than the other you yeah. know and i think therapy taught me that yeah. and often what happens as black people is that we're not given the tools that we need to actually go through and do with these things because we're exposed. When I say, you know, black people, black children grow up quicker, it is really very true. Of course. And what happens is, is that you develop coping mechanisms and understandings because you're exposed to things that your brain can't quite conceptualise yet or you ain't yeah. got any point of reference to say, okay, this means that and da, da. Yeah. you don't. So your brain, in an act of self-preservation, develops these things which you later have to go back and unpick and reroute yourself because on they're your not own always, as yeah, well. You have you have to. And when we say do it on your own, of course, if you want to get therapy, if you want to get da -da -da, of course, but what it means is that you and your team can't go through your personal development and healing journey. It's mm. a one man show. Yeah. Um and along that way, actually, many people and we'll get into this actually, mm. tap into our, our higher frequency and understand that there's more at play than just what you can see on this planet. 1,000, right. because we have ancestors. Mm -hmm. Do you get it? So when, when, when you're tapping into My ancestors, into that, reborn, hey, fighting listen, till everything's when equal. When you're tapping into that, mm -hmm. it's a whole different strength. Like, it's a whole different power. It's actually your mel like your melanin. Like, I feel like that is actually, that's my superpower. When I tap into that, and that's why I'm out here for, for my black people, and I'm making it clear, because that's where I get my power from. Like, I, I think that what you said is, um, you know, as young people, we have to grow up faster because we go through stuff. And, you know, my parents did say, don't go onto that road or, you know, that there's a gypsy site down there, don't go down. Mm. Like 90% of my friends are white, like mm. they still are. Like, and that's, that's how I know I can go on stage and be like, yeah, this is for my black people, I'm not racist. Because mm. if you check me, most of my friends 
mo- literally most of my friends are white. Mm. Like mm. I'm talking about British white down mm. the pub. I have a pint. Lads. Jackie. Jackie and Keith, that's yeah. my that's my background and I love them to pieces. And it's not nothing against my black people, it's just that I think black people we have a lot more learning to do. Um mm-hmm. and, and a lot more we need to be way more open minded and a lot more accepting because I might have Dave who might go through the same struggles as me, but he's got his mum and his dad and his auntie Jackie and his mm-hmm. aunt uncle Fred and they're all there gonna be supporting him through every single you know, trial and tribulation, whereas you got Talisha, mm. who's on her own and she can't go to mum because mum's got this narrow-minded thought mm. of you have to work, you have to do this, you have to... Black people don't... Do, and it puts us in this this mind frame and that's why I'm here. I'm here, like, you know what? I'm here for everyone, but especially my black people, man, like... Do you know what? I, I could see that having seen um live twice, mm. you're tapping in. Yeah. Because I... <laughs> So at People's Day now, mm. so you have kind of sections. So you have the front row yeah. that there, then you've got the row behind that, that are kind of feeling the vibes in it. And then you've got the third row and then you've got the people that are just deb out. Yeah. Do you get where I'm coming from? So I was probably somewhere in between the third or the fourth layer because it, it was hot. Yeah. I said, no, nah, I can't be in this crowd. Too right? many people. So, but what it did is it gave me an opportunity to see what was happening in front of me because everybody's like this. Mm. Do you understand why I'm a bit further back? Cause, mm. <laughs> what you achieved, yeah, just on it, that man. one day, on that one show, I felt it. So let me break this down. <laughs> so the that start with the youth them, yeah, right. It felt like they, that it, do you know, what it was like they was in a Saudi a Saudi Arabian desert and they just got a five gallon bottle of water, <laughs> and it was like ah, yes, wow, and. <laughs> They were just, they were going back and forth. Yeah. They were going back, they were they were rebutting with you and they were I on the it. And the thing is, there were so many youths that it was like, <laughs> like, raw, like this person understands. And I remember when you first come on, they were looking a bit confused, like, how, like you could see they're trying to place this now. Mm. They're trying to place you and they couldn't. Mm. But as soon as, um, like I said, you come on with certain, the, the, we'll talk about your beat selection in a minute, mm. but the beat dropped and it was like, it activated something in their mind. Like, I, okay, I know, I, I get this. Familiar, and then yeah. right, yeah. Then it was like I said, it was the way that you dropped on the beat was just break. It's enough to make anyone want to mash up the place and get <laughs> wild. Like it was cold, and so you gripped yeah. them instantly. And then there, um, especially for the crowd, mm, that tune, mm. yeah, them for the crowd, yeah. for the crowd, and they were going back. And I was like, yes, you have broken something down with these young people about what they understand about people. Mm. You can. Show up however you want to show up and still flex and do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, understand? Yeah. Facts. And they may have never actually seen an artist that looks like you. Yeah. This is the first time. So, like, you're breaking boundaries between, like, the heterosexual and LGBT world at young people's level. Yeah. Do you understand where I'm coming mm-hmm. from? So that was happening. Then you've got the older people that's, you know, saying they're 40s plus now, yeah? Sorry to call you man old. Man is on respect. Mm. But the older generation now... Where they're tired of hearing fuckery. Yeah, they 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 don't they don't they don't want to hear none of that. So yeah, yeah, they they don't want to hear none of that. Yeah, because a lot of their children are at an age now where they're trying to steer them away from that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're not trying to bring that in your so they can enjoy this now and say, yeah, man, this is good and feel proud and feel a part of something. Can enjoy music and there's a lot of people when you get to a certain age. Me and Ice were talking about it. Mm. Firstly, can you separate the artist from the art and can you separate the music, the message from the music? 
right? Mm-hmm. And I, when you're younger, you can compartmentalize like that. But as you get older, you start to see how some of these things really play out in real life. Facts. Um, so you were, and, and again, with some of these older generations now, older, uh, yeah, older generations, they, again, may not be in spaces where they see people like us or when they mm-hmm. do see people like, it's at a distance. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of narrative placed on us that they're digesting us in a way that's not actually represented representative of us, right? Representation. And, right. So now mm. they're just seeing you as a black person coming with a positive message. Not all of these this, that and a yeah. third and da, da, da. and I said to myself, Yeah, and from I've got someone next to me that like, who's this brother? I said, No, it's a girl. Mm. I said Sean Kane. They're like, What? This is sick. Yeah. I and love I'm like that, I love that. It, that I said <laughs> you 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 came and did something and challenged preconceptions and I thought that it was just well needed boy and yeah. I said I never thought that I was going to be experiencing this man I never came out here to go and be moments away from my yard to come and see mass pre- and thinking that mass presenting people going to be there mm. killing up the show mm. and I never knew that was going to happen Yeah, you know how much of a nice surprise it was and let me tell you something why this is even more important and you won't even have known this so me and we, we was in a little group me and my babes veered off went for a little walk, walk around and smoke mm. have a little smoke whatnot in a nice little quiet spot regroup mm. so then we sat down and i saw what looked like two young boys and a feminine girl whatever just walking that's then i they're smoking a little thing mm. i'm not onto you you know what i'm saying you're not doing a you're not causing a wahala to do your thing so me and my girl sat down we're just talking so i could see them kind of just like say now i'm here and they're by the door mm. so i could see that they wanted to be in my presence when i'm looking i said no oh, they're Called mass presenting's young, mm. so then they came over and asked us some question. It was a proper youth question, so I said, Okay, they're really young, yeah. So we got talking. I was like, oh, How old are you? Oh, I'm 14. I said, This, I said, What? Wow. I said, And this is how you're drippy. I said, You and your, I said, When I was 14, I never, I was still couldn't. wearing, I was wearing tight jeans and a zip up top with plaits. And they said, They looked wavy and they mm. had their little ting between them two as dogs, they understood mm. that. And then there was a femme girl that it might have been one of their ting or their bridging, and then. They just wanted to be around her, be around me and my girl. So we're talking, talking. And I said, all right, look, all right, youngins, manage and respect. Mm. Hold up yourself, yeah? They were probably in that crowd watching you. Yeah. You understand where I'm coming yeah, from? Because yeah, yeah. when we were, when we got up and walked, they walked in the same direction. Chances are they saw you on stage. That's it. I just want, I just want to make people feel like they can just be who they are. Like, because for so long, I tried to escape who I was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to be like this this person. Like you said, when you, you just pulled up on my bike and you're like, wow, you're tall. So it's like, it's, I could never really hide or like blend in. I was always, super I was always visible. super visible, man. And like, yeah, as I said, I used to think it was a, it was a curse. Like I used to always talk like to the universe or God or whatever you believe in, spiritual higher person mm-hmm. and say things like, why are my limbs so long? Like, why is my voice so deep? Like, why am I so tall? Some people mistake me for a boy. Some people mistake, like, they know I'm a mm. girl. I've had it my whole life. Obviously, I was born a twin, which is something that some people know, some people don't. Mm. Yeah, that's why 21 is my favourite number. So, mm. yeah, I'm a twin survivor. My twin was a boy. But again, I kick ball. I do so many things. That I, I guess if I wasn't a twin, I'd probably be working in a bank somewhere with, like, four kids and a husband. But, like, mm. I'm, I'm grateful that this is the journey. I feel like I'm, I'm living both. Um, if that makes any sense, but I'm a female 
and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a stay female. <laughs> yeah, straight. But I am just who I am. I flex with boys. Let me tell you something, that's important. Yeah. That, that is important. And let me just circle around the block that yeah. there's space for everyone in everyone, LGBT man. plus community, but we have to see people as individuals and not mm. conflate. This is loud right now, so that must mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, there no, are, no, there no, are. No. <laughs> you understand where I'm coming from? And I'm glad that you're able to say that with chess because yeah. we have to be able to feel comfortable with who we are without anyone saying, oh, you can't say, I said, brother, stop telling people who they can be and what they can say. Yeah. Low it. Yeah, yeah. Low, yeah. low I am, it. I am who I am still. So let me ask you, growing up here, yeah, what was, um, what were your parents then bumping in the house? What kind of music did you grow up to? Um, My dad's a massive, massive music head. So he used to do music when he was young. But obviously when he came over to, to England, he had to work like most of the Caribbean people or, you know, basically anyone that's not from mm. London would have experienced so um mostly like revival mostly revival bob marley simply red um dennis brown yeah Yeah, man quite an eclectic um group of music i would say my dad didn't really have any restrictions to genres um but i would say revival is as you listen to my music you would actually really understand how much revival has impacted my sound um, because I loved revival because it was simplistic. It was always about love and it reminded me of a nursery rhyme. And I think one thing I'm known for or I will be known for manifesting is my hooks because I find it really easy Mm -hmm. to make something into a nursery rhyme where people feel like they don't have to be able to sing to sing along. And I think that's what revival does. Um, For a couple of people who might not even know um, what, how to place it, give them a couple little artists them that might fall in the category. Um, you mean fall in the category of like who I used to listen to? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like um Dennis Brown. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Dennis yeah. Brown yeah. would be a, a, a big a big Dennis name. Brown, you know. Um he's massive Bob Marley. So Bob Marley's in massively imperative to I think everything I am. Um I just love his journey. I love everything he represented. Um and an example is obviously most of his melodies or most of the things that he sings, Three Little Birds, the melody's so simple mm. that you feel a part of the song. I think what you were saying earlier about the older generation not feeling so connected to the music nowadays is because they can't get into it. They can't join in. Yeah. They can't rap along to, you know, I don't want to say names just in mm. case people start getting offended, but they can't rap along to this music like when I'm gonna dip man down and they can't, man, they can't, they can't, they can't the they, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense whereas like as I said like you go throw back to a revival song all the songs that you hear at a you know a funeral or a mm. wedding or a party mm. and you're a part of it like you're you're shouting the lyrics like even like you a were Morgan there heritage for Burris Hammond all Burris of them Hammond, all understand. of these artists Sister but remember Nancy. I got big brother as well so he he was much more on the garage scene the old school R&B, like the 2000s R&B. Mm. And if you notice every song that you can speak about or you're going to say, oh, have you heard this song? You're going to more time sing the chorus. You won't sing three lines in between. You'll just sing, oh, have you heard this song? So especially with Seesaw, I wanted to make that that melody. I just really wanted it to be like, anyone. Up and down And the up and down actually went up and down. Do you get me? Thinking of the octave up and down like Yo. i know it gets technical but yeah no, i just but you know what it is it's, yeah man it's, it's, <laughs> you know what it shows it's so well 
thought through. Yeah, it's my art, man. So, it's my art. So well thought through. And, you know, talking about um, musical influence growing up, I think it's a big thing. Mm. It's a big thing because... Massive. There's certain sound, and I think this is where I get the conflict with certain types of music that are just spitting. They're on grease mode because mm. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, one of my favorite tunes growing up was "Forgot About Dre." It's, mm. it's absolute fucking madness. In Massive. That song, yeah. However, this before I knew the M&M. all of that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. one dun, of my icons. Dun, dun, I haven't even dun, mentioned him yet, but it's dun, one of my icons. Dun, yeah. I love Eminem. Every um, single, every single album. But absolutely bodied it right <laughs> now. With that being said, yeah. I understand that, and that was a part of me. But then, growing up listening to Roots and Dub, mm. growing up to um, like Tia Marie, Portuguese Love, if mm. you know about that. Like, listen, like, that's my actual truth. Like, I love Portuguese, say love, <laughs> won't you say it to hey. Oh, hey. Like, all of that. Um, Lovers Rock. Lovers so, Rock. Like, Sade. Oh my Tony God. Braxton. Tell me why I can sing the whole of Tony Braxton's album. It's a feeling. You understand? That music provokes feeling. That's though. what I grew up listening to. So when I'm mm. hearing certain things, that there's always going to be a conflict in my spirit because yeah. I understood other things before that. Mm. You understand? And it's not to say I don't like Griezmann because it's I'm into the fuckery. 